0: I'm Passive Jay and this is The Other Ground Live. Over there is Ryan. How are you guys doing today?
1: Well, I don't know about them, but I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing, Jay? Yeah, I am doing excellent now. I had a crappy day, but
0: I'm glad to be here with uh, friends and fans and people listening.
1: Oh, and I'm sure we'll have all sorts of positive things to talk about, right?
0: Oh, I am sure. Okay, so what do you want to complain about today?
1: I can complain about anything we want to. I think we should probably start out where we've started essentially every podcast we've we've had any uh coronavirus news in your neck of the world? um no
0: about the same. everything's closed down uh everyone's worried about it uh nothing's actually happening. It's funny though uh, when you start looking over the uh, regulations for the stay in place order and it, which is enforceable apparently it's a misdemeanor so there's a five hundred dollar fine and they can technically charge you with like a misdemeanor crime. Uh, but if you look over to regulations, there are so many holes in it. You know, if your employer deems you essential to their business, you can go to work. Um, uh, there's just all, there's all kinds of loopholes. Basically there's, it's a really strong advisory. They can't really enforce it too much. Like for instance, they said, you know, you can still go outside. Well, so you know, it's an exercise, which means you can drive wherever you want, just tell them you're going to this park or that park or whatever. Um, I mean, still, I guess it's a good idea, but no actual changes from uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing much either here um, outside of that. So it looks like India just shut down uh, for the next three weeks. So that's a uh, that's about 20 percent of the world's population is now on lockdown uh, through whatever 21 days from now is. So that'll that'll be fun.
0: Hmm. Does that mean telemarketing callers calls are going to go up or down?
1: I'm assuming they should go down.
0: I'll be honest with you, I haven't had it. one of those extended car w- warranty calls in a long time.
1: Yeah, I I never answer my phone anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah, me neither. Should be, uh, <laughs> yeah. It should be interesting yeah, though, like with the reliance we have on India, like that's gonna that's gonna hit the bottom line on a lot of these companies that are still open. Because right, I don't yeah, no think kidding. there's a lot of like work from home capability over there.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know. They they are a high tech uh, uh, country in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, they they are they're, they're poor people's situation. It's pretty extreme, uh, yeah, especially compared to ours. But they're they are a civilized nation with all, all kinds of high tech shit. And you know, look at the the doctors and stuff that come over here. Uh, you know, people in India aren't dumb. There's just a lot of poor people there.
1: Well, that's the problem when you have a fifth of the world's population. Like, there's going to be a lot of folks that don't really have the alternative of you know, telecommuting.
0: Right, right, exactly. And I mean, and you don't, you know, and that just applies all over the world. I mean, yeah, I've always, like I was saying the other day, I'm amazed by how many people are able to work at home. It's a way higher percentage than I thought.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's interesting how resourceful we can be when we need to.
0: Yep, Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. Well, you know, I had decided that if I didn't, if we didn't have any topics and no one's calling it at the moment, we will do a new segment called uh, learn about Ryan.
1: So what do people want to learn about me? Hey, well, you we would ask me anything. I'm here.
0: Well, well, we'll just do a couple starter ones. Uh, what's your favorite movie?
1: Favorite movie. That's, that's a rough one in itself.
0: Okay. Well, throw, uh, throw me, a, throw me a top five if you don't want to pit it down.
1: Yeah. Maybe a few, um, some things that have been good, uh, thinking back to, uh, like the departed great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see newer things. I'm trying to think of things I've watched in the last like few months. Um, The Jay and Silent Bob reboot was good. Really? Was it? I watched it? that a few weeks ago.
0: Really? Seriously? Yeah. I, as you know, I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith, but I don't like uh, how campy some of his movies are, and that looks like to be campy in the extreme.
1: You know, it's a lot of fan service to like the, I would say the, what, the second Jay and Silent Bob movie was one of the best movies I've seen as far as like comedy wise. Are you and talking about didn't uh, really Jay? did really let it down.
0: You're talking about Jay and Silent Bob uh, Strike Back.
1: Uh, wait a minute, no, I'm talking about. I think I'm actually more talking about Clerks Two.
0: Clerks Two, that was a great movie. I like that. Yes. It wasn't too campy. Like uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was not one of my favorites of his, this, the, despite it having a ton of the characters I like in it. Just because it was a little too, you know, dopey for me.
1: Yeah, this had a lot of the callbacks as far as like characters from other movies and things like that. But right, right. Yeah, it was decent. It's, it's worth watching.
0: Oh, okay. Excellent. That's good to know. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, this segment sucks. I am sorry, sir. If you have a suggestion for a better segment, I'd be more than happy to talk about something instead. You guys are always more than h- uh, welcome to call in. Um, I mean, or we could just sit here silently until something interesting happens, but that's probably going to make for a poor podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, it doesn't help that I'm not the most interesting man in the world. Um, well, I can drink some dosa keys, but well, it's early. Gonna it, help. It's early.
0: It's early in our podcast uh, life. Uh, people should learn about you. You're going to be here for a while. Um, uh, oh, okay. Well, next question: What's your favorite band? And once again, it doesn't have to be your favorite band, but one that's in your top five. That way, you don't have to go try track down which one's actually your favorite. So, one of your top five bands.
1: So, I'd say before he passed, and I'll just kind of use blanket the one artist, despite the bands he had been in, uh, but Chris Cornell.
0: Oh, well, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. He um, had a great voice. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, which one of his bands do you think was your favorite of his?
1: So I like a lot of his Audio Slave stuff. Um, thinking obviously back to Soundgarden, Soundgarden with Soundgarden. Uh, the little bit they did uh, with Pearl Jam with Temple of the Dog was great. Uh, I was actually able to see him. God, this is probably a little over a decade ago now. Uh, it was a festival that Linkin Park did, and I know people have thoughts about Linkin Park on either side of the spectrum there, but it was <laughs> Linkin Park, and their, their co-headliner was Chris Cornell, and Linkin Park and Chris Cornell did a live version of uh, Temple of the Dog Hunger Strike, and that was one of the best live performances I think I've ever seen. Well,
0: yeah, i'm a big fan of him as well i think his audio slave was my favorite stuff however that is colored by the fact that i can play some of their songs on bass um which always makes me like a song a little bit better um but their Soundgarden stuff was uh, good as well um i had a friend who turned me on the Soundgarden way before anyone had ever heard of him um <clears throat> He actually did that for a whole bunch of bands for me, and I, I used to joke about about it back in the day. That I wish you could buy stock in bands, because if you could do that, I'd be inside training on this guy's knowledge all the time. Almost every band he gave, he hooked me up with I'd never heard of, and still, did, you know, and continued to never heard of for about six months later. Then all of a sudden, they explode on the scene and be super popular.
1: Nice. It's always, it's always good to get in early, so you can say, I told you so. Yeah,
0: you got to be a hipster. Oh, I was listening to those guys years ago. Fuck, I don't even listen <laughs> to them anymore. Fuck. <laughs> yep. so what okay. else do you got? Oh, let's see. Uh, no. Okay, would I? Let's see. I would, I'm going to scroll back. I thought I saw a question for me. A really super serious one. Would I ra- rather eat my dog Sadie or a bat from Wuhan? I'd rather eat a bat from Wuhan because I think I'd probably uh, survive it, and I would be devastated if my uh, if I had to eat my dog. Um, oh, look, we happen to have a caller. One moment. Hey, all right. Hello, caller. Hey, we had a caller. <laughs> that was a, that was. <laughs> Very entertaining. It was actually uh, uh, Tabla uh Tab, who called the other day?
1: Yeah, I saw the name pop up, and I also cool. saw him immediately disconnect. Apparently, yeah. it's one of those days.
0: Yeah, that's all right. Well, you know, maybe he's got better things to do. Uh, what were we talking about? I got distracted. That happens. I'm uh, easily so you distracted. You were grilling I'm me like with cat.
1: these really difficult questions, and then you got oh. the question of would you rather eat your dog or a bat?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'd rather eat a bat. You know, even even when I knew for a fact was infected, because you know people tell me that I'm at risk because I had cancer, but I'm not too worried about that shit. Um, I'm, you know, I'm 46 and in reasonably good shape. I think I'd be fine. Um, I would not be fine if I had to eat my dog. Uh, psychologically speaking, that'd probably fuck me up for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't say how you had to prepare the bat. So like, I would just burn the shit out of it, kill anything that's in it. And there you go. You're good
0: oh they, yeah yeah uh, yeah i guess you don't have to have it rare mm, deep fry that baby well, speaking of deep frying you know i, I had this a couple of weeks ago and uh i was amazed by it because i never heard i've never seen it prepared this way i had a deep fried lobster tail have you ever had so, have you ever had that before
1: no i'm not a big fan of lobster anyway but it really just seems like it almost seems like sacrilege if you think about it like Oh, like it was lobster t- tail is supposed to almost be kind of like a delicacy. Like if someone offered me a deep fried steak, I would slap them in the mouth.
0: <laughs> oh no, I got it from a uh, place in the hood. Uh, it was a uh, basically a chicken and seafood place. Uh, you know, lots of like cod and battered shrimp. And you know, uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, different battered fishes and shrimps. Fried yeah, chicken. Yeah, so that, that wasn't that wasn't
1: real lobster then. That was like fake oh, lobster yeah. that came out of a bag.
0: Oh no it well it's a it's a real lobster it's the lobster tail you can tell huh but it was, it was deep fried and it was delicious you didn't even need the butter I mean oh my god and it wasn't really expensive really i think it was like 7 bucks for a tail or or like 12 bucks for two
1: so i i'm still saying that probably was not real lobster if you're getting it for that price and they're deep frying it
0: it was really good and it went made my belly really full so i don't really know what you're talking about
1: well, yeah, I'm not hey, I'm not saying it wasn't tasty. I'm saying that probably wasn't lobster. It was probably a cat. <laughs> In Just which case like cat is I'm,
0: delicious, I didn't know.
1: Yeah, like if I'm walking through, you know, the streets of New York City and somebody offers me a Rolex for 20 bucks, it's probably not a Rolex. Well,
0: you never know. It depends on who they jumped 5 minutes ago.
1: Uh, they'd, they would sell that for at least 500 bucks if it's stolen. <laughs> it's a fake stuff they get you for yeah. 20.
0: Yeah, but but so the answer to their question uh, deep fried dog no uh, especially not my own deep fried lobster yes alright next question what do you guys got guys <laughs>
1: So what else do we um, even have going on I think uh, kind of main things I've seen on the, the other ground it's, it's just it's all been this stupid coronavirus oh over um, and over been again a lot of fights around the whole uh, bill that's going through right now uh, about kind of the relief act have you stayed up to date on that at all
0: uh, I've been trying not to because I'll be honest with you, I could uh, use the money and I it's just frustrating seeing it go back and forth. So I'm just waiting for the headline that's, that it's went through and then I'll read the details, um, which I, I know doesn't really help on the uh, conversation, um, but I do hope it goes through. Uh,
1: yeah, so it looks like a couple people might be looking for a little bit of update on it. I think at least where we are today. Um, number one, we had basically a Republican bill that came up in the sen- Senate. They voted on it. The Democrats forced that to be voted down. Now, in that version, I was pretty much pandering to ping business. I think the maximum any individual could get is 1200 bucks, and then I think an additional 500 if you have a kid. Um, but really what that bill was doing was shifting anywhere between like half a trillion to like a trillion dollars to business Uh, had really weak protections against things like stock buybacks, uh, corporate or executive compensation. It's like those were the problems with that bill. Second bill in the House, uh, Pelosi came back from a long weekend, not paying attention to the world, stuck a bunch of absolutely ridiculous stuff into a bill. Uh, We're talking things about like subsidies for like solar and wind, union protections, uh, things for the election, things, things that have nothing to do with the virus at all. Uh, so obviously that one fell on deaf ears. That had a little bit more protections for like people as far as how much folks would receive. I was a little bit harder on business as far as actually laying out like what funds could be used for, but that was a no-go as well. And where we are now is trying to meet in the middle. So that's your update. Wow. That sucks.
0: <laughs> and that's why I've not paid attention to it because I don't need that kind of stress. That's a, I, I that was very up and down just listening to you talk about it.
1: So this is the problem we have, right? Like the our government today has turned into a team game. You're either red or you're blue. And if you're red, you don't talk to blue. And if you're blue, you don't talk to red. So that's what we run into. I think the moral to the story is something will end up getting done probably this week because other people are going to freak the fuck out. But where it's going to end up, it's still probably going to give a little bit too much to business and not enough to people. But. I mean, did we expect anything different?
0: Yeah, you know, like uh, a pessimist is very rarely wrong. Uh, But I try to be optimistic because, you know, neither of us can do anything about it. And optimists have more fun.
1: Hey, if nothing else, at least like for you, right? Like where you're at, and with the fact that you just came off like your downtime of the year, at least you're guaranteed either like the 12 or 1500 bucks that they were talking about. Right. The difficulty and, you run into is like once you're in kind of like, depending on what state you're in, but if you take like where I live, the median income for an individual is like $69,000. And at $75,000, they start whittling away what mm, you would get. Right. So right. I think and, most people here, like middle income here for an individual, if you really think about it, it's probably around like the. 80,000 to like $82,000 range for like folks that are, you know, around kind of the population centers. I think they would end up getting like five, six hundred bucks from what oh, I
0: was. Oh, yeah, yeah, and just because they, I mean, and that's and that's substantially more than I make. That's I'll be honest with you, that's probably more than uh, than me and my wife make together. Um, <laughs> but that's still, but that's still not fair to them because just because someone's making a, a fair amount of money, th- that doesn't mean they're not living life on the edge of their bills. You know, people say, "Oh, you should save this and you should save that," but the sad reality of the fact is that that's not easy, and not a lot of people do it. Um, so just cause you make $80,000 a year, that doesn't mean that you can take a month off and be okay.
1: Well, it's a cost of living thing. Like if you think around the area I'm at, like if you're gonna say, you're going to get like a two bed, two bath apartment or two bed, two bath, like townhouse, something like that, your rent's going to run you around $2,000 a month.
0: Uh, yeah, see uh, when I don't get me wrong, I live, I don't live in the hood of Detroit. I live in a nice area. Um, I've got a little small house that I don't have a very bad mortgage on, but it's unusual for the area. Um, you know, houses in my area are probably in the two to 300,000 range for a normal house. And then nicer ones are more expensive, obviously, <clears throat> but I think rent is like 1500 for on average for a one or two bedroom apartment. If you, if you get into the hood, you know, rent for apartments are like seven or $800, um, so but obviously, what you're talking about, these the cost of living is substantially higher
1: than that, right? So, that's where you're looking at like these people are going to get kind of hit the hardest as far as what they'll actually receive back. They may only get six or seven hundred dollars, and the part of the country where we're at that dollar does not stretch as far as it would, and you know, say the guy living in Utah,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. It's just, I mean, it's just a fucked up situation, no matter where you no matter which way you look at it. and I try not to complain about it despite it's my nature to complain because everybody's affected about it, affected by it. Everyone is having problems. Um, no one's having a good time right now.
1: right. I'm with you. it's it's one of those things that's hard to find the the good stories. Um, yeah so. Well, Well, I mean, giving the bad stories because, hey, it's it's the only thing that's taking up any of the headlines right now. Right. Well, I
0: mean, you know, the good side of it is my dogs are really happy about this.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm the the same way with the two of mine. Oh, yeah. They're like, I don't know
0: what the fuck's going on, but this is great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's see. What else do we got on tap today? You know what? Maybe I should actually go to the OG while we're talking about this. Since this is a podcast about the OG and yeah, see they, they what spin they're through, talking See about. if
1: anything pops up.
0: Oh, Let's see. I also need to take a uh, drink of water. I'm feeling very parched. I feel like I'm eating crackers and sand. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Good old Detroit tap water. Mm-mm. <laughs> hey, at least Which, it's not Flint. What, you know what? And there you go. Now we got something to talk about. Flint's water is perfectly safe now. Flint's water was always perfectly safe, except for like a couple, about a one year period, which is pretty fucked up in itself. Obviously that for a year, the, the water was unsafe to drink. Um, and time maybe longer than that, but that's, it was about that. Cause you know, they figured out what was going on relatively quickly. Um, if you want to call it a year or two quickly. Um, what happened was Flint at one point had where I had their own water system, but they stopped using it because it was Flint and, and they didn't have any money. And they started using detroit's water system which weren't great detroit has great water uh they have one of the top five water systems in the world in the country i've been told as far as like how clean the water is because it comes from the great lakes and yada yada yada. (coughs) excuse me um but flint you know five or six years ago or whenever that was decided that they could save money by restarting up their own uh water treatment plant and start and pumping water from the flint river which is still okay. Uh, the 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 Flint River, I don't think is is as clean as the Great Lakes, but the filtration equipment uh, today's technology is perfectly adequate to take care of it. Unfortunately, what happened was they didn't put an additive into the water that everyone puts into it everywhere. So I don't know how they fucked this up. That prevents the water from leaching uh, uh, lead out of old lead pipes. It it covers the lead pipes and keeps them from, you know, leaking lead out. If you run the water without this, this additive for long enough, the the pipes stop, lose their coating, and start leaking lead out. And that's what happened. Um, so that happened for a while, and then, and then they finally figured it out, uh, and they went and did something about it. First off, they switched back over to the Detroit water system, uh, but the damage had already been done. The, a lot of the pipes were corroded. Uh, so what they had to go do is replace a lot of these lead pipes with regular, you know, just new updated pipes. Last time I checked, I think they're like 90% done. So I think there's like a couple hundred houses or a thousand houses that still have the lead pipes, which they are going to replace. Uh, people complain that you don't see anything about the Flint water crisis anymore. And that's basically because it's fixed. So there you go. I, so I you learned go that, something today. So there you go. That That's what I know about the Flint thing. And that's why, uh, you know, uh, even though we make jokes about the Flint water, it's it's perfectly fine now for most people. Plus, not everybody's on it. I have a friend who has a Flint address who lives out in the boonies and has well water.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever trust the water there. Like, I'm sure it's perfectly fine now. But if I ever moved to Flint, and I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. <laughs> better believe I would have filtered everything. Well, I mean,
0: if you want to talk about cheap uh, real estate, I haven't uh, checked uh, Flint's uh, prices uh, recently, but I'm betting they're probably pretty low.
1: <laughs> so that uh, brings up another topic, right? So like we've all seen all of the threads you've put up with all of these essentially real estate listings. How are you not a real estate agent yet? Um,
0: cause I don't like dealing with people and it's pretty easy to pick out a cool looking house and bring it over to the OG and say, Hey, check out this cool house. It would be born as fuck to, you know, and try to sell some cookie cutter, uh, house from the fifties. That's exactly like the 15 other houses on that street. And that's what a lot of real estate is. I mean, just, I mean, just cause I like cool houses and architect does, doesn't mean I'd be good at selling them. I mean, listen to me. I can barely speak. I certainly don't want to interact with other people.
1: yet you work at a country club well you know isn't that kind of your job is is interacting with people
0: you know i'm i'm kind of an odd mix of extrovert and introvert if i'm in a situation that i'm comfortable with i'm normally pretty good with people and i've been there for a long time and it's a uh, an environment where i'm supposed to be speaking to people when they come up to me and answering their questions uh same here I'm supposed to be speaking. Uh, I'm a little more nervous because, you know, there's more people listening to me than in a normal situation, but it's not that big of a deal. On the other hand, there's no way I could go up to like a big crowd of strangers and start having a speech or like hit on a chicken a bar, or, or even walk up to a random dude for some reason and just start speaking with them. Cause that makes me intensely uncomfortable. I don't have any reason to be speaking with them. You know, it, it's just weird. So fair yeah. enough. Fair
1: enough. Yeah. I think yeah, we all wondered, though, because I, I mean, obviously, you have a you have a knack for for picking out random properties in in the Detroit area.
0: Yeah, well, that's easy. Detroit has some really interesting architecture, and I mean, it's not as easy to, as it used to be to impress the OG, because like you know, what is it? Ten years ago, when I first started doing, or eight years ago, when I first started doing this stuff, uh, market prices were down so much you could buy incredible real estate at just stupidly low prices uh prices are still low compared to some of the big cities but now you don't you don't see those ridiculous deals where you could literally buy like a two million dollar mansion for two hundred thousand dollars yeah you can still find good deals here
1: i'm sure you still can i mean it's still i mean if you think about it right it's still not the best place to live
0: no, there's you lots guys, of bad parts about it, yeah. Uh, the downtown's cool, but but there's big stretches that are just shitty neighborhoods, you know? But isn't that, isn't that like any big city? Isn't any, any well, big city have big parts of shitty and then a couple good parts?
1: I think there's that, but then on top of that, you also have the weather.
0: Yeah, oh, see, I have lived in Michigan in my entire life, so I'm not really, that doesn't really bother me too much. Uh, don't get me wrong, I don't like the cold and it's shitty, and we all know how I feel about shoveling snow, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> sorry (laughs) but uh you know it's it's only three months out of the year you get used to it and all the and if you're well to do you just you know go away in the winter anyways
1: see i figured you for more of like a you know like an arizona guy and then you could you know instead of complaining about shoveling you can complain about raking your lawn
0: right yeah exactly no i wouldn't mind that because i'm not a big fan of mowing my lawn either i tell people if they'd let me i just pave my uh, lawn over and paint it green but I have a feeling there's probably an ordinance against that.
1: I'm sure there's something. I I just bite the bullet and pay someone else to do it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I kind of have to. If
0: nothing else, uh, I have a, an entire acre, so it's a pain in the ass to you know. I have a push mower just to do a little edge stuff. Uh, so I would have to buy a riding mower to uh, realistically to take care of it. And uh, I'd much rather just uh, pay uh, somebody else to do it at that point. Right. My, uh, my wife was like, we should buy a riding lawnmower. It's so expensive to get it cut that, you know, if we bought, if we bought our own lawnmower, you know, you made payments on it within, within like two years, it would have paid for itself. I'm like, yeah, but then we actually still have to mow the lawn. And some people are into that thing, but I don't want to sit there for you know, a half hour, 45 minutes on the lawnmower driving around up after a long day at work. I want someone else to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I never uh, understood those, those guys that enjoy, you know, mowing their lawn and doing their landscaping. Like. It's never been a thing. The most I ever did is so I had grandparents that had a farm and like growing up, I had to go out there and mow their several acres over the course of like six hours a weekend. So by mm. the time I got my first place, ain't no way in hell I'm doing that ever again in my life.
0: Right, right. And I, I had a friend who had a landscaping business and I'd help him out on occasion. And, uh, that's why, where I realized I really didn't like it at all. Um, he didn't have me help that often cause I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Weed whipping lasted about five minutes until I burned a couple circles in the in the grass. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, let's try something else instead." Yeah, he ended up putting me on the uh, blower because that was kind of hard to fuck up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, weed whipping like a ditch. No, that's oh god. Oh, no. Well, Terrible
0: um, memories. Well, being blind in one eye, uh, I, I, I had trouble gauging distance. So, uh, you know, when you're taking the weed whip around and stuff, you have to have it at the correct distance. <laughs> so I kept on going, oh, sorry. Brruh, oh, sorry. Brruh, oh. <laughs> little, little circles in the lawn every place. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, we're just going to have you uh, blow for the rest of the day. And this might be your only day. <laughs> So, yeah, that was my uh landscaping lawn mowing career
1: um sounds, sounds like a a long and beneficial career there.
0: well, and I well, was the same guy that that uh, had me come out and help him uh, shovel snow that time, you know um because he did snow removal into winter as well, and uh you know we, we, I went out with him a couple of times, and he just stopped asking me because i I was pretty slow at it, you know so well you know, what are you gonna do
1: <laughs> so that's interesting. so, what's the worst job you've ever had?
0: The word, oh God, there's a plethora of them. Um, let's see, one one really bad one was working at a, a recycling uh, plant. It was a, it was a big warehouse uh, with big mountains of plastic trash. You know, all the stuff that you throw into recycling bins. Um, so, like you know, anything from Clorox bottles to milk jugs to you know whatever. And your job was to stand in front of like five or six different big bins. While a bulldozer pushed mountains of trash over to you, you would go through the trash and sort out the different bottles and stuff and throw them into the bins behind you. It was, I want to say, March, late March, early April. Uh, I remember this because part they kept they had the doors open, you know, to let the wind come through because uh, it was inside to try to breeze it out. It was slightly cold, although no one complained about it. Um, the reason this was a bad job. Uh, con- was concerning the trash. There's no actual trash in there. Like, you didn't know food or anything like that. But it was stuff that been around food and trash and things like that. And, like, for instance, uh, interspaced among, like, the milk jugs, and that's important to note, and other things were the plastic um, orange jack-o'-lanterns that small children used to trick-or-treat. It was April. So that's October, November, December, January, February, March. Do you know what six month old
1: milk smells like? I oh. don't even want to think about that.
0: Holy mother of God. The place stank like, oh, I made it a half a day. Um, it, it ruined a pair of my shoes. And that was an, it, that was my recycling experience. Uh, I, I went to the guy at noon and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, this isn't the job for me. He goes, dude, I'm surprised you made it till noon. Most people don't. <laughs> he, he, it was him one permanent guy that kept on coming back and in like two or three temporaries. He said that we're different pretty much almost every day.
1: Yeah. It sounds like the type of job you're only going to get like the bottom of the barrel or someone with no sense of smell.
0: Right. Well, uh, that's, that, that's not my worst job, but that's one of them. Uh, how about you? Uh, what's the worst job you think you ever had?
1: So I haven't had too many like terrible jobs. My first job was at the age of 12. Uh, and this was like a, in, so I grew up in Iowa as we've talked about before. And part of the work that's done there is detasseling corn. So basically you walk through these fields, detasseling these corn stalks uh, for the farmers and detasseling
0: like, what, uh, what does, what does that entail?
1: So basically on like a corn stalk, the very top part of it, there's basically a thing you can pull out. Um, and basically you pull that out and that, basically makes it to where the corn when it harvests, it's harvestable uh, to where it's just not going to keep reproducing. Oh, okay. So Interesting. What you, what you essentially do is you walk every row of this corn and being in Iowa, there's some pretty large fields. Like some of these have like mile long rows. So you're out there at the very beginning of the day, it's done in the middle of summer. So it's hot as balls. You generally get out there a little before sunrise so you're walking through these fields. Your arms are getting cut up from the plants themselves. Generally, it's muddy. They're still dew, So you're sweating, you're cut up, and you're just walking back and forth in these fields for like generally five, six hours a day. And that, mind you, is your first job on your summer vacation. So that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh,
0: geez. Yeah. Um... Well, I mean, I can tell you about bad jobs I've been fired from. I haven't been fired from many jobs, but the most of the ones that I was fired from was justifiable. <laughs> um, uh, one time I worked at an electrocoating plant. Um, electrocoating is a painting process where they uh, electrify the... Um, not electrify, well, kind of. They electrify the part, they put a negative charge on it, and, and then they put it through a paint thing where the paint has a positive charge and it attracts it to the metal. So it's the I guess it's to get a more even... Uh, coat or something like that i'm not i'm not sure in the process i just work there um my job was to hang parts on the line Uh, they had a moving line and they would have like different sorts of racks depending on what type of part you, you you they were running through the line at the time uh your job was either to hang up the racks or to hang up the parts depending on where they had you on the line um First, they had me try hanging car doors. That, that, that didn't work well at all because, um, you know, you basically you have to take a car door. Uh, it's just it doesn't have any accessories with it. It's just but it's, it is the car door. Um, pick it up. And hang it uh, on a moving rack. It's not moving super fast, but it is moving. So you have to hang it. Like if you don't get it on the first try, you have to start shuffling a little bit. And you've only got so much room until you're moving into the next guy who's also hanging parts, uh, the same parts on the rack. And I got like two or three of them done, and I was out. I was skinny. I was weak. I'd never really worked out. um, And this was not the job for me. Uh, Next, they moved me to bumpers (laughs) because bumpers were lighter uh and that didn't work out well at all either I, I made it a little bit longer but they finally took me off that because i couldn't keep up then they had me try to hang up the racks and that went moderately well since that was the job that they mostly had the women do <laughs> um, but still uh i worked there two days and on the third day they told me that not to bother to come back that they uh, they were good whoops my oh sorry about that i hit a button no worries Yeah, yeah. I I
1: tell you what, like some of the some of the folks that work, well, especially I guess in your area, like so. I've dealt with uh, back when I used to sell insurance, which was a great fun in itself. um, I did write insurance for a lot of people that worked for UAW, and like I have a lot of respect for what they do physically, but good lord, like those could possibly be some of the dumber people I've ever dealt with in my life, (laughs) and they made a lot more money than me. Oh, I we mean, looked in like their total compensation. Like they were, they were purchasing some nice cars. Like the worst one I ever had though, is I was writing this policy for this gentleman that worked for UAW Ford. He'd been there like 20 or 30 years. And we got to the point that I needed the VIN number from his car. because so obviously you can't get like proof of insurance or anything like that without having your VIN. So it actually insures your vehicle and not someone else's. The problem was, is this guy who's worked for Ford for decades Didn't know what a VIN number was. So I started kind of just going back and forth with him. It turns out the thing that he did at the Ford plant is he was the guy that actually stamped the inside of the doors with the VIN number. So (laughs) Quite possibly the dumbest person I've ever dealt with. And I think he probably still makes more than I do. (laughs)
0: No, I have a lot of uh, friends that work for the UAW, obviously, since where I live. And honestly, I can't argue with you. Some of them are not, you know, the brightest uh, bulbs in the shelf or however you want to put it. (laughs) Apparently, neither am I. Man, I am having trouble speaking tonight. Apparently, I've got a case of the dumb or something.
1: It's okay. It's going around. You either get killed by the corona or you progressively become more and more idiotic staying at home. Okay,
0: well, uh, yeah, this is true. Okay, I, see, I just had someone say they want more OG to- topics. Man, I am having trouble today. Uh, smoked too much crack, I think. Let's see, what do we got? Uh, you know, a lot of the OG is you know about women. I've noticed there's Titty Tuesday, slim thick chicks. Uh, anyone ever trap hogs? I'm assuming that's about women too. Uh, let's see. It's, it's a it's a pretty uh, big uh, portion. Uh, you know, that, which isn't yeah, surprising. It's
1: either, it's either that Corona or Trump. I think it's pretty much what you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the OG pretty much has always been politics and titties, uh, with then whatever other current topics are you happen to want to throw in there. Uh, but it's been a lot worse lately. Not that I'm going to argue with, uh, you know, uh, threads like slim, thick chicks since that's kind of my thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think we can complain about the, the women threads. It's, it's all these other ones that are getting a little little ridiculous. But how about you guys in the chat? If you want us to talk about something on the OG, like give us a give, us a, topic, oh, give ha- us a thread. Look at that. We
0: have a caller. One second. Hey, there we go. Welcome, Toilet Clogger.
2: Howdy ho, Pastor G. Howdy ho,
1: I you. got
0: I think that's part of my problem right now, to be honest with you.
1: But thank you for calling. <laughs> I, think, I think he was being flushed. Is that what that sound is? Are you okay, opening toilet clogger? I mean, do you need a plunger? Is that what this is?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It sounds
1: like Mr. Hankey going through a jet engine.
0: <laughs> He's like, gotta go. All right. Well, thank you, Toilet Clogger. That was um, something. I'm I'm not sure what it was, but it was something.
1: (laughs) I I really think that that sounded like Mr. Hankey going through a jet engine uh, and somehow being on the phone. That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good,
0: but we—that's what we're looking for. We're looking for callers. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to call. Let me know uh, what you want us to talk about. You can call up and call me names. I'm sure I—you know—there's people on there that are not fans of me. Hey, as long as you're listening, that's—you might as well—you might as well call in and berate me.
1: Hey, I'm all for that. I, I yeah, will help no people kidding. make
0: fun of you. Like I'm—I'm <laughs> all—I'm here. I'm in. Yeah, Uh, well, I mean, if nothing else, we can talk a little bit MMA. What do you think about the fact that uh, Dana White is still insistent that uh, the fight is going down?
1: I think we need this fight. Like, I think as a population with everything going on, we need this fight because it's falling apart every other time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know we talked about a lot about this the other day, too. But uh, every day, like he claims he has a site that he's 99% certain that it's going to go through and he just doesn't want to talk about it yet.
1: It's yeah. got to be Mexico. There's no law there. There's no law there.
0: I'm still hoping it'll be on like, you know, like a freighter in international waters.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know about that one. What if pirates oh, come?
0: That would be, Oh, come on. Like, are we, that would be awesome. Pirates come while the cameras are on. Now you are watching a live action movie. Jesus Christ. What more do you want out of life?
1: I want a poorly lit warehouse in Mexico. And that's the only fight is khabib and ferguson that's it oh well that's a
0: different type of action movie really but (laughs) okay they don't they don't want to talk about mma i apologize uh can i can i touch my nose with my eye closed um i don't know let's try one second no apparently not
1: so you're drunk that's that's no, no, I'm not drunk. a sobriety test, right?
0: Uh, is that a surprise? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I actually failed the sobriety test once, but I didn't get into trouble. This is back before uh, they were quite so serious about it, but still, while well, they were fairly serious about it, um, and this is, and I, and I deserve to get a ticket for it. I really did. I was being young and dumb, uh, but I unintentionally drink and drive. Um, <laughs> we, me and my friend were going to the bar to, uh, visit our friend who was a bartender. And we we're going to hang out there until the until the bar closed, and then we we're going to head back to his house. He we were pick uh, he was going to give us his keys, and we you know we were open up the house and meet him there. Um, my buddy drove up there in his new truck, and uh, while we're sitting there, he's like, "Oh, you're driving back?" I'm like, "I'm not driving back." He goes, "Oh yeah, you're driving back." I'm like, "No, I'm not driving back. You drove here It's your car." Oh no, you're driving. That they went back and forth like that all night. Both of us drinking at the time. <laughs> By the time we were ready to leave, he he said, oh, you're driving, dude, I'm drunk. I was drunk enough to go, oh, yeah, sure, why not? And like I said, it was stupid. It's completely my fault. Uh, and I just got lucky that day because the stupidity continued. Uh, so we're driving home. It's like 2 in the morning. And uh, we're most of the way home. We're stopped at a light. And he's like, dude, you know, how's, how's the truck feel? I go, it's not, too, it's not too bad. He goes, dude, it's faster than your Fiero, isn't it? I go, I don't know about that, man. You know, it is a truck. I go, oh, do you know floor it? Check it out, man. Light turning green. I floor it, get about 50 feet down the road, and the top cop that was directly behind me the entire time pulls me over. Yay. <laughs> so he gets me out of the car. You know, actually he gets you know, first he asks me, you know, comes up the window, asks me, so uh, you know, you know why I pulled you over? I go, Yeah, because I took off of that uh, light pretty fast. He goes, Yeah. So uh have you been drinking? I was like, Yes, officer, I have. Um, so he, he, uh, he had me, uh, get out. He did his priority test on me, which I failed miserably. Um, had me get back in the car, you know, went back to his car for a while. And I figured, oh boy, here we go. You know, I'm fucked. Uh, comes back up, uh, says, uh, where were you going? We're like, we're going to meet our buddy, you know, who's getting off work. He goes, uh, can he pick you up? I'm like, uh, yeah. He goes, okay, you see that gas station over there? You go over there and you wait for your buddy. You call him, and you wait for him there. If I see you coming anywhere near this truck tonight, you're all going to jail. And then he let us go and had, we had our buddy pick us up. I, I have no clue why to this day. He said something about you know letting us go because I was honest with him. But people, I'm sure there's people around honest with him all the time and still go to jail.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's even a thing today. Like I feel like if that happened today, there would be... Somebody with, you know, a cell phone in portrait mode yelling world star while you got taste. <laughs> right. And this is, oh, God, I had
0: uh, mid-90s probably, I'd say, you know, mid to late 90s tops. So it was quite a while ago. Oh, next caller. Oh, boy.
1: Welcome, Welcome
0: home. Homelander. oh.
1: oh, oh.
0: See, this is the high quality stuff that uh, we're looking for. (laughs) Are you doing okay today, sir? Yeah, Are you feeling better? No? Okay, well, we'll, we're going to let you go with it, Homelander. Thank you for calling. We really appreciate it.
1: (laughs) It's impressive. His voice was going to shit yesterday and it turned into a woman's today. God,
0: I God, I hope that was recording. I hope that wasn't
1: actually him. <laughs> I, I think that was probably him because I know our voices sound wonderful today. Well no, well he yeah, he did he did a too good of a job of that, really.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, they're saying it's a transgender virus now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, Maybe yeah, one yeah. of those side effects, right?
0: See, that's what we're looking for. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, you know what? Here's something. I, I didn't click on it. Did you see this uh, face to pain thing? No. Okay. You know you know how the, all those oh, celebrities did that, did that imagine yeah. thing, right? Apparently, a whole bunch of MMA people did a version of it with face to pain, and I refused to click on it. Uh, some people, uh, the, looking at the uh, uh, responses, some people thought it was hilarious, but I, it just seems to me it'd be horrible, and I don't want to subject myself to that.
1: No, now that you now that you say something about it, like now that I know what it is, I think I did see it on Instagram, and I just fast forwarded towards like the very end, and everybody what? is just super off pitch, and it's terrible. <laughs> so it was just about as cringy as the song itself.
0: Okay, so it was. I don't know. I li- I kind of like that song. It brings back good memories for me.
1: I don't know if I can say I like the song. It's it's iconic. I'll give you that.
0: Right. Right. Right no homelander the app didn't kick you i kicked you i thought you were done if you actually have something to say feel free to give us a call back <laughs> but you're making me horny so you know i had to stop
1: yeah that was i, I mean i can only be so hard until it gets uncomfortable
0: <laughs> yeah exactly which is all the other reason i didn't want to watch that face to pain video
1: fair enough <laughs> did you see this uh see the statement by trump that he wants uh Everything back to normal by Easter?
0: Oh, so do I. I mean, you know, I think that might be optimistic, but God, I hope that we're at least semi back to normal by Easter.
1: See, I I just don't know if we are. Like, New York is still a shit show. Um, I think I saw a story just a few hours ago that in Atlanta, like all, like the ICU is filled up. So that's probably not good. Yeah, I mean, and even if even I'm hoping
0: that at least be semi back to normal. Like I know things like we do a, uh, um, Easter. Oh, Easter. Actually, Easter. What am I thinking about? Yeah, we don't do nothing for Easter. (laughs) We're not that type of country club. Um, but Mother's Day is not too far behind that. That's, for example, a huge day for us. I mean, I'd be it'd be unprecedented, unprecedented if we don't uh, do uh, both a brunch and a dinner for that. And it might not happen.
1: Yeah, see the way I'm seeing this kind of play out, I'm thinking we probably have about a month of this crap left, which would make us miss Easter cuz Easter is what the uh, it's like the 12th. Yeah, I think think April 12th.
0: Yeah, here in Michigan, we've got this, you know, uh stay at home order until uh, April 13th. So, you know, that's uh it's already too late for us in that part, you know, as far as Easter goes. Which doesn't bother me. It's not exactly my favorite holiday, but I'm sure some people are gonna be bummed
1: out. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I celebrated Easter. I mean, we already missed the biggest festival of the season anyway in Deerfield, so I, don't <laughs> I know, know. It just feel right celebrating yeah. Easter after not being able to to partake yeah. in the testicle. Testicle festival. I can't even say testicle. Awesome.
0: Do you know who I felt bad for? I felt bad for all the people that consider St. Patrick's Day an actual holiday, because there's lots of people out there that consider it an actual holiday. I mean, like the way, same way they consider Christmas a holiday or Thanksgiving a holiday. And uh it was uh, a sad, sad St. Patrick's Day here in Michigan, because all the restaurants and bars are closed. Can you ma- can you imagine that? Can you imagine the fact that if you're, you know because St. Patrick's Day is really the only holiday that if you spend it at home with your family, you did it wrong.
1: See, I've been doing it wrong for a long time. Then. Like the oh. last time I actually went out on, well, I didn't even really go out. So the last time there was a St. Patrick's Day that I was a part of, was actually a bouncer at a bar. And that was the night I quit because I ended up having to punch a guy and he took a, just face first right into a curb afterwards and that like Ew. he was just this puddle of blood It kind of freaked me out so that was the the last time i was a bouncer and that was also the last time i did saint patrick's day i <laughs> figured out people are pretty stupid once they have a 12 pack in them
0: yeah well you know i don't drink anymore anyways mostly because the same kind of reasons um i always i don't i'm not an angry drunk i'm a happy drunk but i started drinking so much that i couldn't really remember the next day what was going on. Not blackout drunk, but close enough that you might as well. And people you know, people would talk to me about things I said the night before, and I wanted to argue with them about it, but I couldn't because I didn't quite remember. And once that happened, that was the first stage of me not drinking. Uh, at that point, it actually just forced me to start drinking at home. I was, I was like, I don't want to go out. I feel foolish like that. I'm just going to drink at home. Uh, drinking at home went on for a couple of years, and finally I was just done with it. I was like, it made me feel like shit every day. Um, I can't drink in moderation. I just need to quit drinking, which is where we are now. I haven't, I haven't really drank in five, six, seven, eight years, something like that. I'll, I'm, I'm at the point where I can have a drink or two or a couple beers and still be fine. But anything more than two, when I'm done, it starts to get me worried about uh, the hangover and shit. It's no fun to drink like that.
1: Yeah, see, I have the the famous, you know, one beverage after work type of thing. So that's what I'm doing now with the podcast is the the daily White Claw.
2: And then uh-huh. past that,
1: the only other time I really drink is I always keep a bottle of good whiskey uh, for heavy deadlift days.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, I uh, I used to drink Jack Daniels, and, and I, I, I kind of had a problem. <laughs> I was drinking a pint of Jack Daniels every night. If I wasn't drinking a pint of Jack Daniels, it was because I didn't have to work the next day, so I was probably drinking closer to a fifth. And a pint of Jack Daniels is not a lot for some people, but for me it was. I mean, I felt like shit the next day every day every day it was like oh god i'm never drinking again until about 10 a.m where i was like oh i feel a bit better i'm still not drinking around one o'clock well maybe one or two drinks you know uh, by three o'clock yep i'm picking up a bottle on the way home and just rinse and repeat over and over again and that's no way to live you you know half your half your day you feel like you want to die every single day
1: yeah so for me i think it was more the factor of like i'm an expensive drunk if i was going to be a drunk so like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think we t- we talked about it yesterday in the shit story like I've always been since like middle school six one, I was cutting to 215 from about 250. Today I'm up in like the 290 300 range. So like that's a lot of alcohol before you really feel it. Right. And then exactly. also once you're that size you also don't want to be passing out drunk. Because who's going to throw you over their shoulder and get you back home? <laughs> right, right. You're, you're uh, going to end up like under a table somewhere. And like, you don't <laughs> want to wake up that way. Like under the giant,
0: they just throw something over you and call it a night. <laughs> uh, to answer Budokai by Bombers, a pint of Jack Daniels is uh, about, about 12 shots. So it's about the same as drinking like a 12 pack or something like that, I'd say. So, like I said, not a ton, but I've never been a heavyweight. So, uh, you know, that, it was perfect. It was certainly enough to fuck me up every night.
1: Yeah, my go to is, uh, like I said, it's whiskey for for the days I'm going to have like a heavy deadlift session because it's it's true. Like a shot of whiskey before you lift, like it actually helps. Uh, But I always keep a a nice bottle of uh, Jura Sevenwood. So if anybody's ever tried it, really good bottle of whiskey running about 75 bucks. But it's great. I like to smoke
0: before I, I lift. Uh, depending, uh, I I can't smoke too much because if you, you do too much, it makes you lazy and you don't want to. Do... But if I can get myself to get started, uh, I like smoking poppy hunt beforehand. It uh, makes me more relaxed. I feel like I can concentrate on it. On the other hand, I don't like to smoke anything before I do cardio cardio i like to be as sober as possible you know it, it's a different experience and uh, you know when you smoke beforehand it, it, it seems to make it the cardio last fucking forever you know i can't you know it, it, you would think they'd be the other way around that it would like you know, like let you like drift off and think about something else but for me it just makes it last forever and i prefer not to be high when i'm doing it
1: i prefer just to be pissed off when i'm doing cardio because i'm going to be <laughs> pissed off from doing cardio so.
0: <laughs> yeah no I'm kidding going that way I mean, I've I've reached a point where I kind of enjoy lifting weights, but I've never enjoyed cardio. I mean, I've I've been doing the the yoga stuff, which is like a uh, a cardio uh, form of cardio. Uh, And I still don't like it. You know, uh, cardio sucks. (laughs) Uh, But I do kind of like lifting weights at this point. So I guess the the saying that, you know, after a while you get to enjoy the workouts is semi-true anyways.
1: So how's the, uh, the lifting come along for you? I know that like we, we did have our thread on the OG that seems to have kind of gone by the wayside, but we had that brothers and iron thread for like two or three years that we had a, a good group of folks that could do some impressive things.
0: Oh yeah. There's some really strong people there. Um, and we should really bump that again. Uh, and to answer your question slowly, uh, after the hernia surgery, you know, it's, I, I want to be really careful. Um, I expect I had to come back from being sick with the cancer thing. Uh, So I I really didn't work out again for until like last March. Last March is when I really felt good enough to start working out. So I worked out from like March to December. And then right in mid-December is when my hernia started giving me a lot more problems than it used to. Plus, I had a shoulder issue. Uh, It turns out my shoulder, when I move it in certain ways, the uh, joint pops out uh, forward and moves. Makes a tendon move over a, a bone, so I was hearing a popping sound, and I was wondering why it was, and I started getting pain. Turns out that was causing tendonitis in one of my in one of the ligaments in my shoulder, and so I went to uh, so between all that, I stopped working out entirely mid December, um, and oh, I that's rough. yeah after and I wasn't back I wasn't even back to where I was before the surgery, so it was kind of depressing. I was dude, I was making progress, but I wasn't even close to back to where I was. So then having to take another three-month break, because uh, that's what I ended up being, was kind of discouraging. And I've really only been lifting weights again for like two or three weeks now. Um, but it's making progress. Uh, I, do, I do a pretty basic program. Um, I'm only working out three days a week. And I'm doing the same lifts all three days, which I know is not the way you're supposed to do it. But like I said, I'm just doing light weights and basic. Uh, I do a bench press. Then after bench press, I either do a bent-over row or a... Um, overhead press depending on how much weights on the bar because i use the same bar for that and then after that whatever one i didn't do i change the weights up and do the other uh, do the other and then i fi- finish up with a hex bar squat well i guess it'd be a hex, hex bar deadlift it's because this kind of a combination of the two really and that's what i've been doing three days a week with very light weights and slowly trying to move my way back up because i certainly don't want to get another hernia they suck
1: Oh, I feel it for you. So, I've had to go, God, almost two years without lifting, like, heavy. So, I ended up getting uh, two herniated discs in my back. I'd have to pull back out and see which, which discs those were. But it's really, like, where it is, if you think about, kind of, like, the base of your neck. And when they kind of go, like, to where your shoulder blades are, it was two consecutive discs there. So, that took... God, about eight or nine months of kind of rehab to get back where it should be. I ended up hurting that in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And then as I was just getting back to be able to lift again, I got T-boned on my way to work. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, put those same same two discs back to basically where they started. But good thing is I am starting to get back into the whole ability to lift. So hopefully I'll be back to the, you know, benching the four, 450 pounds, solid squats, solid deadlifts. But Yeah, I feel you. Like, when you cannot do that after having done it for quite a while, like, you don't feel like a person.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it it helps. I mean, I'm never going to be huge. I mean, I don't have the body type for it or anything like that, but it does help my self-confidence and just how I feel about about myself to be, you know, in shape as opposed to, you know, not in shape. Um, And as far as injuries go, despite the fact that I had the hernia the only time I've actually recall hurting myself uh, lifting weights was one time with a, a one of the bent over rows. I don't know why. I don't know what I did wrong, but just on the on the very last uh, lift of the day uh, for that set. Um, I felt something tweak in my back. It wasn't horrible and I was better in about a week, but it was it did suck for a week and I, I knew for a fact I did it doing that lift. And that's the only time I've ever had any kind of issue. My hernias are kind of hereditary or whatever. I don't I don't I know I, for a fact I didn't cause it with lifting weights. It must have been from something else.
1: Right. But yeah, that's a that's a good call out. We need to find that thread and bump that thing again at some point. See if uh e- yes, we do. any of those folks are still around right 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 all
0: right we're closing in on the end of the show uh do any of you hooligans in the chat box have anything else you guys want me to talk about any any other people that want to call in or anything like that before we wrap it up now's the time all right i guess that
1: answers that (laughs) do you do you got anything else you want to cover ryan before we get out of here I, I'm just disappointed in people, I and mean, we've—I've been saying this for days. Like, some of you knuckle draggers need to actually call in. I mean, oh look at well, we have the priv-
0: Speaking of which, we have a call. One moment. Uh, there we go. There, there we go. Welcome, J Jitsu. You are live, sir. Go ahead.
1: You may need to either speak up or not be on mute. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> sign language doesn't work on the app. Just putting it yes. out there.
0: We are having technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> we'll leave you on for a second to to let you figure it out, dude. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna keep on talking. Just chime in if uh, you manage to get yourself on the air. But you are active, you, sir, so you can speak whenever you like.
1: Yeah. So as I was saying, I I would like to see more people. You know, give this oh. uh, give this a run here. Aww. Being afraid of your voice is is just a just a sad day. Well, here we
0: go. We got another caller. Hey. Welcome, Bukakied by Bombers.
2: Ayo, yo, what's cranking motherfuckers? Oh, shit, what's crack a sucker? Well, I thought I'd bless you with a bit of meanness, a bit of outside-the-USA power.
0: Oh, Excellent, man. This, this show is now officially international. The Canadian didn't count the other day.
2: Yeah, exactly. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> so how you doing, sir?
2: uh i'm doing pretty good a bit of sunshine in my eye it's about 10 to 7 feeling
0: it a.m or p.m i am that's what i thought i thought I, I thought i had my math right you know we really do need to possibly now that because you know, we, we set the time for now because you know if i'm working this is about the latest i can do it um but if i'm not working for the next few weeks we might want to consider like doing a show at a later time that uh or doing more than one show that's why i'd probably be a pain in the ass but maybe do a show later on for some of you folks
2: as or good if anything i'm flexible and cheap
0: <laughs> so how are but things I mean, over there? how are things over there um, it's coronavirus is it as nutty as it is over here
2: yep and it's getting worse crazy cunts fucking no toilet paper no pasta they're my two things so
0: oh man yeah i love me some pasta how do you make yours
2: i'm in water and shit on the stove
0: <laughs> I mean, are, are you like a you know, like a red sauce? You're like an Alfredo sauce. You know, how do you like your pasta, man?
2: Oh, I'm a red sauce guy, but I don't mind a bit of white. Um, but yeah, the main thing I'm rigging is I've got a special occasion for you. Um, guess who I've got right next to me on the phone.
0: Who is that?
2: The one, the only k-babs Oh, you're kidding me, really? Yeah, I was going to get him. Oy, okay. Yo, what is happening, OG? What is going on? I hope everything's great. It's a it's a great day, you know. Whether whether you're like trying to be something or you're just just trying, you know. We we are all just things in this world of like stuff and that. And you just gotta be you because you, you're you. So just be you.
1: <laughs> what wise words we we all are things <laughs> in the stuff.
2: I just one just one more thing. I have got two callbacks. Two callbacks. Go ahead, sir. A, I have VD, maybe Asperger's. What's up? What's up, OG? All right, Kev, that's you know enough. Care if... Sorry, that's it, bro. I just had to send him back out.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate you uh, hooking us up with him. He's an inspirational fella.
2: All right, yeah, I'm just about to leave you guys going, but one thing I've got to put out there about the OG. Mm-hmm. Keep getting these um, fucking PMDMs, whatever it is. It's Nightcrawler
0: or Night. Oh, we lost him. <laughs> I guess it's not perfect technology, but that was pretty funny. You're born to welcome to call back if you like, sir. Uh, we're going to be on for like a couple more minutes and we're going to get out of here. Uh, yep. Apparently a dingo ate his baby. That's what happened.
1: I don't know. I'm worried. I think Nightcrawler got him. <laughs> I know he starts talking about,
0: you know, getting messages Right the from word people. came up. I know. Now that's kind of a suspicious. You know, some calls
1: Alex back, Brown man. Shit's right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any anyone else? Oh, there he is. Okay, let's fit, Let's get him back here. Right. Uh,
2: like I said, nothing too. Dude, dry. We we're worried about you. Ah, oh, it's all good. I'm Australian, bro. I just Johnny Rambo that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even makes sense. But i um, anyway. All I was gonna say is, I keep getting these PMs. I I can't remember. It's Nightcrawler, Night Prowler. Well, way, it's like, yeah, well some say. But anyway, <laughs> um it's I ask. Bro, I don't get down like that, so just gotta chill like
0: that. Right, right, right. I, I can't speak on that one myself, sir. Alright, you got anything else you want to cover before we let you go, sir?
2: Um, uh, no, nah, it's all good.
0: All right, well we appreciate the phone call. Uh feel, feel free to call on whenever you like. we'd like to get a regular update on Australia coronavirus shit, so that's a good you know. You'd be perfect for that if you'd like to give us a call occasionally.
2: All right, you give me a bite Solo, I'll think about it.
0: All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bombers. You have, you have a great I'm night. Out. <laughs> that was great. I appreciate that, sir. Uh Damn, you know, I don't think we're going to top that tonight.
1: No, I and I don't think I've ever heard an Australian that just doesn't have a bunch of energy.
0: Yeah, you know that? Yeah, I know. I, they could take over the world if they felt like it, man. They just, you know... I think they're just content with their awesome island full of really, really dangerous things.
1: I still think that's blown out of proportion. I don't think stuff's that dangerous there.
0: I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I'm not going to take the chance. Let's put it that way.
1: I would totally go to Australia sometime. Oh, sure would I, but, uh, but I'd want to like be in not a protected the center of Australia. Drop me. Yeah, don't drop me in the middle of wilderness Australia, but like yeah, no, go I'm hang not out like- in Sydney or something.
0: No, I'd want a pr- protective bubble at all times. You know, you never know. Even their cities probably have stuff. I don't trust it. They probably got like, yo know, poisonous walls or something, you know, everything. in like they said, everything in Australia kills you.
1: I don't know. I, I've been to Mexico a few times. That's God's blind spot. Like Australia can't be that bad.
0: <laughs> Gosh, mine's flat. okay yeah on not that note i think we should probably get the hell out of here uh as always i appreciate you guys listening i appreciate the callers ryan you've been a great co-host as always you got anything you want to say before i turn off the lights
1: two things mm-hmm. f the og and the other guy out
0: <laughs> you guys have a good night bye-bye